there aren't many walls in the industry that we haven't beat our heads against if you look at us as a complete group. And so we had a joke, which wasn't a joke in the early days. We said, let's make new mistakes, right? Let, let's avoid the mistakes that we've all made several times in, in the past. Pleased today to be here with Jeff Radke. He is the co-founder and CEO at Accelerant. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks very much. Pleasure to be here. You, um, you know, you have an interesting business that I think has tried to differentiate itself a bit. Maybe you can tell us, uh, as a starting point, you know, your background and how it led you to co-found Accelerant. Sure. Uh, it, it's sort of, it's funny. My background is kind of a, a litany of the pain points that the new business Accelerant is sort of designed to address. Um, but let, let me describe for you. Uh, before Accelerant, I worked for uh, a, an insurance company called uh, Argo. Uh, did an, had a number of different roles for them. Before that, about 15 years in in reinsurance companies, mainly located in Bermuda. And before that, uh, I was a reinsurance broker with Guy Carpenter. So uh, the reason I said it's sort of a litany of the pain points. Um, Accelerant was set up to try to address the the pain points I felt in the delegated authority market while I ran the syndicate, uh, the the shortcomings of the technology and data uh, capabilities when I ran operations, the difficulty as a reinsurer to access low volatility, non-catastrophe business. Um, all those sort of roll together into the business model of Accelerant. Got it. What was the genesis specifically of founding the company? A small group of people, Chris Lee Smith and I worked together uh, along with a number of other people that eventually joined Accelerant. Um, we came to the conclusion that the, uh, the MGA or program administrator, well, let's just call them MGUs so I can be uh, sort of geographically agnostic. The, the MGU market was growing very quickly. Uh, compared to the industry. And they were growing very quickly because they were real specialists uh, addressing little specialized niches, which we really believed in. And what we saw is that the choices uh, available to them in terms of insurance capacity providers were, in our view, really, really poor. And we thought there was an opportunity to better serve that community because it's a community that we really believe in. In terms of you know, how you evaluate which companies to work with and, you know, in terms of the practical day-to-day -day of, you know, what, not just what sort of differentiates you at a high level, but what that turns into in terms of how you make decisions on who you work with and who your, you know, primary base is. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. Uh, so, again, we feel like we're we're an exchange. Uh, we're, we're facing both these MGUs, these specialty underwriters on one side, and then we're facing risk capital partners on the other. So let, let's talk about the MGU side, because I think that's the direction you were headed. Um, the, the, first, the first and most important kind of uh, uh, fork in the road is uh, there are many MGUs that are really, really successful that have no interest in being collaborative uh, with their capacity provider. Rather, they feel like they're in a way insurance full stack. They know they know, know everything they need to know, and they just need capital. Um, those folks are not a great match for us. Um, 
conversely, the good matches are the people that say um, there's always more to learn. Um, two heads are better than one. And we want to, we're happy to be very open and transparent about our exposure data and our experience. And we're very happy to cl work collaboratively towards trying to have the most profitable pie uh, as we possibly can. And, and so, you know, I saw a presentation by one of your team members recently, and he mentioned that, you know, you'll, you, you'll, you'll consider organizations that maybe have uh, less gross written premium than maybe some of the other capacity providers out there. Is there, is there something fundamental uh, about your process or the technology you use that enables you to do this or, you know, what, or is it just a philosophical thing? I don't know whether you call it philosophical or attitudinal, um, but uh, maybe maybe part of our secret is on January first, two thousand nineteen. I think our written premium was was just exactly zero. Um, so uh, perhaps we remember we remember being uh, new and having a great idea with a lot of experienced people. Maybe we remember that better than perhaps other companies do. So. I guess what I would say is every single transaction, every single member that we back has a track record. There's pros and cons to to starting from scratch in that there is value in some of the data sets that legacy organizations have. So how did you solve for that problem? I've never worked anywhere where you could get at them. You knew you, knew you had the data sets, but uh, it was almost worse than not having them because you knew you had them but they were trapped inside something, some monolithic, horrible thing. Um, uh, what we try and do is we try and reconstruct. Uh, we reconstruct the history and you lose fidelity for sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, you'd lose all those nuances that we're getting today about what what's the cause of loss of the claim. Like we think we've cracked that. We think that across 64 different members, and I think it's 13 different countries. We think we've got a common uh, common cause of loss uh, nomenclature, um, but we don't have that before we started. And so what you have to do is you have to reconstruct aggregates, aggregate uh, results, that triangle that everyone sort of goes back to. And generally that's what we're using. I, I'm kind of curious for, for a business, you know, again, that that's a startup. Are there any issues, or have there been any issues working in um, not markets in the sense of of of, of uh, areas of risk, but markets in the sense literally of geographies, certain countries or just jurisdictions? Is that create any issues or anything yeah, that, that maybe certainly a lot of complexity? Certainly yeah. a lot of complexity. Um, you know, when I when I was in university, uh, if someone had asked me, uh, hey. Do you know, uh, do you think when you are, are older, you'll know the freedom of service rules in 17 European countries? No, <laughs> I mean, no, I did. that wasn't something that I was going after, but um, it, it, it adds a lot of complexity. Um, it adds a lot of opportunity, though, too. Uh, there are classes of business that we write in Greece that we wouldn't touch anywhere else in Europe. Uh, just for an example, right? So there's there's a lot of complexity. There's a lot of regulatory complexity. It's one of the things that we think we're really good at. You've talked, you know, about people a lot, both in terms of internally, um, the the expertise that you have in the organization, experience you have in the organization, 
but then also externally in in terms of the people uh, within these MGUs, uh, particularly you were you you were referencing. So, are there certain common things you look for, whether it's internal or external, and 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 are there things so you look internally? For? In internally, you know, it's a little tricky. Is uh, a little tricky to find people that have experience in the insurance market, but haven't been worn down so much that they're terrified of making a decision. If I had to pick one thing, uh, the one thing would be uh, willingness to accept accountability. Because what we found is everyone says they want it and everyone says they're frustrated about having to go into that committee meeting and 12 people never make a decision. But uh, what they, what sometimes they don't even know um, is that they've lost that ability. Uh, external side, uh, openness, willingness to collaborate. Um, and I know it sounds like table stakes, but integrity makes it so easy. How has your role evolved since the business started and how do you see it evolving, you know, over the next? Well, I think we've got, a, I think we have about, I think we have 157 people now, full-time employees now. Um, when we started with, I don't know how many, uh, we all fit in a room. Uh, it wasn't very yep. comfortable, but we all fit. Um, and I was, uh, I, I was much more of an, uh, an actor, uh, right. Doing stuff, uh, in the beginning. And now as we've hired people that frankly are way better at, at it than I am, um, I, I become, like I said, a facilitator where you're, you're trying to make sure that that culture stays the same. In, in terms of uh, just looking forward, you know, you have an interesting perspective to the industry and kind of where um, some of the growing niches are maybe or areas of innovation are. And so, you know, what are your insights looking ahead in 22 and beyond? Generalization sometimes is super helpful because then you can get a theme out of it. And uh the the downside to it is it's always wrong, right? On a on a specific example perspective. But having said that, let me generalize. The the innovation, the most significant innovation that we see is how to bundle insurance in such a way that you don't have to think about each and every policy as a as a decision. Um, in other words, data science convinces you at least that you've got a homogeneous uh, enough uh, exposure base that you can afford to do embedded insurance. That's that's by far, in my mind, the area of the most significant impactful uh, innovation. What do you view as the, the biggest risk of working in this sort of high growth, newer business that's doing things in new ways? Like, you know, what keeps you up at night? Uh, two two things uh, keep me up at night. The, the biggest risks are uh, yeah. making sure that our various regulators, I, we added them up, and I think there are 63, making sure that our various regulators uh, are kept apprised of what we're doing uh, and are convinced that we have control both around the insurance risk we're taking on, but more importantly, that we're behaving better than appropriately in their particular markets. And then the other thing that's important is I worry, I worry that uh, my colleagues, I worry sometimes they don't remember that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So Jeff, this was great. Uh, really appreciate having you on. And, um, 
you know, if there isn't anything else you'd like to add, I'd just like to remind everyone, it's Jeff Radke. He's the co-founder and CEO at Accelerant. And thanks again for being on. Thank you, Joshua. It was a great conversation. Uh, you're, uh, you can tell what you do for a living. You're, you're an insightful questioner. I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it. I, I enjoy doing these. They're a lot of fun. And, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, continue the dialogue in the future. Great. Look forward to it.